Hi, and welcome to the 126th edition of the Keen Minds podcast, where we cover NBC's The Blacklist. This is season eight, episode 19. Balthazar, Bino Baker. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle. And I'm Tessa. And how did you like the episode? I actually didn't mind it. Um, I, I've always been a big fan of uh, of wrestler and and Liz's friendship. I see it as a friendship. I don't see it as a as a romantic involvement. Um, mm-hmm. I, it's my I, I've always felt the romantic involvement is much more on wrestler's side <laughs> than mm-hmm. it is on Liz's side. I think Liz has very complicated feelings mm-hmm. about wrestler and. I I still land that way after this episode. It was one of those that I was kind of balanced on my chair going, all right, how am I going to feel about this one? Am I going to feel like this is taking a wrong turn? Am I going to feel it? I wasn't sure. I was kind of braced to dislike it. Mm-hmm. And I actually really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I would have been very angry if Wrestler had died. Thankfully, he survived the thing. But, um, mm. but all well, in all... I almost like, didn't make it. Uh, I... I, I was, in, you know, it's very funny because this episode was Lucas Ryder, right? Was it? I oh, think it was. I didn't see who wrote it. I didn't look back on that one. I think it was. Um, Might have been. I didn't see who wrote this one. And it's it's interesting because most of his episodes are very heavy on Red Speak and very heavy on, you know, you get a lot of very subtle things. And it, it it felt very straightforward, which almost made me feel, hmm, something is, I'm not, am I not seeing something here or what? I, I think it was and wasn't. Um, and so, I mean, I know we discussed starting somewhere else, but do you want to start with Liz and Wrestler since that's such a, a heavy part of the episode? And I, I feel like there was a, lot in there that if you weren't listening carefully or if and I say this as someone who ships very strongly not them together but in, just in general so I, I know kind of looking through the shippers <laughs> the mm-hmm. shippers lens there how episodes appear um but I, either of those two things either you're not listening very closely or you're shipping it and you you want to see it I could definitely see where this would be seen as a oh my gosh Liz and wrestler getting together they're riding off into the sunset etc etc it's a blacklist no the sunset usually has bullets going after them it's pretty sure that somebody Uh, will get seriously hurt or die well I mean that's that's how it was here but um I I had heard the I love you bomb would get dropped and then when we got to it it was Almost everybody I love is gone. And the the circle back to exactly what she said right before her wedding to Tom of, well, I love you for that. And when uh, when Wrestler was talking about, um, you know, hating Tom for, for the fact that he put his hands on her or what have you. And she said, well, you know, I, I appreciate that. I love you for that. And so these are not... Again, and I'm not trying, I, my guess is we don't have any Keenler listeners, but if you happen to be a Keenler fan, I'm not bashing on your ship. I, I'm i just saying from a third-party perspective, I don't think this is a definite 
on it. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, I also felt like she was using him when she slept with him. So <laughs> yeah, I, maybe I I'm biased. That, There's a good yeah. chance I'm biased anyway. It's fine. I, I feel the same way. I, and I'm not a shipper. You know that I have poor relationship. I abhor the whole shipping thing. I felt that she was using him. Not that she didn't have any feelings. Oh, but I, that's not the reason she acted on them. It was not his her feelings. It was that she needed an in inside the, 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 the post office. I definitely think that Wrestler has feelings for Liz. I, I think that's beyond question at this point. I've been back and forth over the course of the blacklist on does he, doesn't he. And I, beyond the shadow of, of doubt at this point, Wrestler is head over heels for Liz. Or at least who he pictures as Liz. Yes, that's um, a more accurate definition. And I think she is very fond of him. He is a confidant of sorts, to an extent. Um, and she, he is her little island of calm. I, I did believe her when she said that he was her island of calm. I think it is a very selfish sort of approach to things. She puts him in... She, consistently puts him and her the rest of her team in danger for different things she uses more than she gives but i do think because otherwise if she weren't fond of him if that friendship and that that i, I believe it's a friendship sort of love weren't real if there weren't some form of affection and love of some kind read into it what you will she would have walked off and said, you know, you know, called an ambulance and said, here he is, come pick him up here, and she would have been gone. Mm-hmm. And she did. Yeah, she no, absolutely. She, she put herself she was, on the line. Uh, risking being taken uh, by Townsend or the cops by by staying and helping him. You know, she she does. You know, as as much as Liz is capable of feelings. She does care for wrestler. And that that's the thing. And something interesting that I feel like I sort of keyed into in this episode especially. I've always thought that wrestler has an affection for who he thinks Liz is. But as she was sitting there and talking to him while he was unconscious or just, you know, barely mm-hmm. conscious of anything. Um she says, you know, Reddington, Tom, for whatever reason, I live in a world where people aren't who they seem to be. It's hard to know what or who to believe. But you, you've always been there, the real you, telling me the truth. And I love you for that. And as I was watching it, both, you know, last night as it was airing and this morning in my rewatch, I went, OK, well, after Brothers and Prescott, that doesn't ring true. So does that mean that Liz has this idealistic version of wrestler in her mind. Here's this good cop. Here's this cop that you're supposed to be. Here's like the mask she was wearing in season one. Here's what an FBI agent is supposed to look like. And so that's where a lot of her affection goes to. And I'm not saying she doesn't care about him as a, as a human being. And I'm not saying he doesn't care about her as a human being, just that both of them look at each other with sort of a rose tinted glass there. Yes. And that goes to what Red was telling Liz when he was about to be executed, that you're going to be all right because there are people who love you who will tell you the truth. And it was interesting that she went back and said that because I think that. But it's funny because wrestling in a way was being very, I think that for the first time in a long time, wrestler had a very, very, 
clinical approach to what had happened and said, you know, I thought I was helping you, but I wasn't. I Everything that I did going behind the back of the team and, and doing this, I thought I was helping you, but I was making things worse. It, you know, he was being an enabler there. Um, I thought it was very interesting because it was a very sober assessment of what he had done. And I think that that in the back of his mind, wrestler is is it's struggling with understanding that that vision of list that he has, it's not real. And I think that that's a very Rostova thing. I, I have a re- feeling that Katerina was the same, that she made people feel that they were all helping her. But I think that wrestlers got a bit of a white knight complex going on here. He wants to save her, even if it's from herself. He wants to be her knight in shining armor and to protect her. And it's, it's sweet, but it doesn't fit in this world. Um, I I hope that's not the direction that the writers are going. Even Liz said it. Yeah. Yeah. She said that's a bit chauvinistic. And it's, it was funny, someone in the chat that I'm in made the comment said it felt like that um, that the Blacklist writers just looked on Tumblr to some of the complaints about, you know, Liz versus Red and, and complaints about Wrestler and just shoved it into that conversation. But there was a lot of that that it does ring true. There is a double standard. There There is very much a double standard, even that Wrestler didn't see. And so as she was pointing it out to him... He does all, you know, Reddington has done all of this, and yet I fight back. I think that the key there for the character, and something that Liz hasn't really keyed in on, is something that Cooper told her once. You're an FBI agent. You are held to a higher standard. You have to uphold the law. Plus, there is a there is a, a, a humongous difference between the things that rest, that Red does and the things that Liz does, which is, which is... The fact that Red always makes sure that innocents are not hurt. Uh, I think that's an age thing. That That is an age and experience thing. Because let's look back at season four. I, I'm blanking on his name. It started with a B. But the man, he was in Europe. His son had been Hans, killed. Um, Hans von or, Hans. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. But, then, and so, but that was a young, hear me yeah. out. That was a young Red who was trying to set the dominoes up. As we call it often, he's, he called it in this, this episode, trying to set the dominoes up, and he miscalculated. He was young. He was fresh into the business. That's where Liz is. So a lot of times I think people are trying to compare current Liz with current Red. And that's, that's apples to oranges there. You can't compare them and expect Liz to be on the same level as Red with being able to predict the outcomes. True. True, there is an age thing, but there is also Liz seem, and I don't know that that is her herself or that is a result of whatever was done to her by Krilov. But there is a a tendency to not take responsibility for the things that she has done. It's always someone else, and. It's like, well, you know, you got my grandfather killed. He's like, whoa, 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 excuse me, not true. You took him and your mommy dearest interrogated him and then he died. So you're just being a little crazy here. 
But it's hard to tell because Liz was again having that glazed look. In this well, she flipped it because she it was really interesting in that conversation there that the entire opening conversation between her and Ressa was so interesting because part of it reminded me of season three after he arrested her with her saying, mm-hmm. I'm not going to survive yeah. this. I'm not you know, they're going to get to me on the inside. I don't stand a chance. You know, and the fact that they didn't verbally call out that, like, well, we protected you last time or something like that, you know, it was very interesting. But she went from, I'm never going to be an agent again. I've done too much. And she sounded like she was taking responsibility. And then she flipped the switch. It almost felt like to me, I, I don't know if this is the case, but it almost felt like to me she was changing angles of approach. Like, okay, this isn't working different could angle. be yeah could um, be. but it also may be paralleled with the end of the episode in which red sat there and she said you know i can't take this anymore and he said yes i understand i understand you this is my fault and then as soon as she got to my husband's dead my you know i, I have lost everybody he went well i told you i told you they'd be alive if you guys hadn't done this and it was suddenly all on them and so maybe it's a learned trait, maybe an inherited trait, depends on what turns out with Red, but that she has either learned or inherited from him, in which it's, she's able to an extent say, yes, this is my fault, but then the the blocks go up and the, the walls, and she says, no, 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 it's everybody else's fault. Yeah, but in in Brand is just saying, I told you so, which is true. He did tell you so. In Liz is it's more it's more this when she goes into crazy, into full crazy mode, like you kill my grandfather. That's crazy. We can debate whether Red has responsibility for Tom's death and how much of that was Tom being nosy and not listening. We can debate that, but what we cannot debate is is Dumb. Yeah, I agree there. I I agree there. That's that is an interesting point because while she can say Dom lied to me, Red lied to me, that all day long, that is accurate. That they have lied and kept trues, etc., etc. And she felt, and I understand, and I agree with her that she is entitled to the secrets. That, uh, that affect her and Agnes. Fully agree with that statement she made. 100%. It's one of the reasons I've stuck with her through this. Even though mm. I don't agree with every step. But choosing to take Dom in the state that he was in. Knowing he was in the state that he was in. And relying on Blonde Cat. Who she really didn't know. Just relying on her and saying. Saying oh we won't hurt him. And she doesn't Why? even know if, if she. If she shot him, I mean, Liz has no clue how her grandfather died. She never even asked. Ever. She doesn't yeah, care. She it was like, oh, he's dead. Oh, yeah, but I want I want the truth. And, and that truth thing blinds her to everything else. And then she immediately goes into, you know, it's not my fault. You know, it's almost like she reverses to a toddler with the hands full of cake and cake all over the face. It's like, I didn't eat the cake. I didn't eat the cake. Somebody else did. And the cake is like all over with the pringlet fingers and the whole thing. And they're yeah. like, nope, not me. D- Dom is where I agree with you. The others, 
I, I think she should have done more research and not hopped on the blonde cat train nearly as quickly as she did because we've just had one too many instances of people not being who they said they were. Mm-hmm. I mean, so... And not even... I mean, like, with Kirk, he thought he was her father. Yeah, I think like, it's he the same with, with fake blonde, with blonde cat. Fake blonde. I think he fully believed that she was her mother. I See, I don't... I, I did not believe that i think she was using liz because liz thought she was her mother because there was a switch in there yeah there was a switch but everything that she it was consistent but anyway the 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 thing is that liz jumps into these trains and she jumps into and what always stuck to me and to me is the point where where red stops trying to it starts hiding things from her it's then it's a it's it's a situation with Sam. Sam says, I'm in the hospital. Red says the cancer came back. And she's like, Oh yeah, well, yeah, he'll call. Tom jumps on a on a plane and is there and she's like, oh, I'm working. Are you okay? And then when the anger she had, the first thing that came out of her mouth was not like Oh my God! You killed my 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 father. It was he had things to tell me, and you didn't let him do it. And this this brings me to this point that I had on the protein uh, last episode, and I completely forgot about this parallel. But Liz, this is the fourth character that Liz had somebody had killed. Uh, this this is two with wrestler, and one by by uh, that. Liz had been angry because they had something to tell her that she wanted to know and somebody killed them before they could. We started with Gina when wrestler killed Gina because Gina well, was going to stab her. He didn't her. kill her. He just shot her. Yeah, exactly. Shot her. And she was furious. Instead of saying thank you, she erupted in, in Cooper's office and started yelling at him. And he's like, do it. Do that. I just saved you. And she was all angry. Then Andropov, that she was like, no, you cannot die. And Tommy's like, there are bullets <laughs> flying around us, honey. He's pretty dead, and we need to go if we don't want to join him. Then it's Garvey, like, no, you cannot die, because I want to know. And now it's, and then the protein was like, no, 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 you can't die before telling me what I want to know. So it's, this is it becoming this, this thing with her, like, the the search for answers have overtaken everything in her life. And, and I wonder, you know, because I've been looking at this, and it seems like when she acted like this with Sam, Red put the brakes in the things she was he was saying to her. And that's really before he wasn't really he was saying weird things, but he wasn't really hiding who he was. When when Liz he even told us like you should be there with him. He even like, do you want a plane? I have a plane that can fly. And she's like, no, no, I'm good. I'll fly there. I'll get there. And then it felt like like Red was like, okay, she's just not right in the head. There's something flipping there that you know anybody will tell you your parent is in a hospital dying and you will just jump on a plane and go well i mean that that seems to have the same vibe as my theory about tom being willing to tell her who he was 
when he realized that she found the box. Because I have a lingering theory that mm-hmm. um, in that episode where we see him staring down, he's on the phone, he's leaving her a voicemail, you know, saying, we have to talk. I mean, and, and her response immediately is, I know I missed the ultrasound. I know you're pissed, but I have to work. And I could almost see the wheels turning in his head going, she told me that the, the job would not get in, in the way of our family. If the job is getting in the way of our child, when she finds out I lied to her, I have no standing. She will never choose me over the job, no matter how much I love her, no matter how much I'm trying to come clean. It's better to just keep the lie going. Yeah. It, it's that, it's that there's a, there is something in Liz, a disconnect. And I think that you're right, both Tom and Red, and I think even Wrestler has begun to pick up on it. Well, and- Tom and Red both, and we've talked about this at, at length, that they both come out of the type of world that they have to be able to read people to function, stay alive. Neither of them would have lived nearly as long as they did in the world they functioned in if they couldn't read people excessively mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And and now it seems like wrestler is is making that same connection that you know I'm I think I'm helping you but I'm not um, and, and he's he's beginning you know he may like oh this is great at least you're here and you know you're not leaving me out to die and you seem to care a bit about me but I think that that those those wheels are starting to turn in wrestler's head that. That there is something disconnected there. I mean, the fact that in all these things that Liz is is going insane, she's never like, you know, she did she even know who Mrs. French is that she left her child in there? Not to my knowledge. I mean, like, this woman this, has this comes crashing in and telling them this story that the timeline doesn't work out. It's crazy. In her house, she started hallucinating with Kate, and now the kid is Lord knows where with this woman that nobody knows who sent her because she was like hell bent on killing Rhett that for her was nobody. I mean, were you just gonna take the word of Liz that that, that I mean, Liz didn't even say that. It's like everything is like, yep. And you know who's that? And then Liz immediately jumps on. If we gotta blame Brett. For somebody for something, you know who to blame. Red. Red is, a, is everything that is wrong is red. So uh, it, it was an interesting episode with with them for me not being a shipper, just in the in in that Liz cares as much as she can care. But it's interesting that she wasn't thinking about this when she went and slept with him to get information. She wasn't thinking about a ram when she signed his name for the... And she wasn't thinking about any of the things that she was doing. Well, I think she hasn't seen the repercussions up until this point. I mean, everybody keeps slipping by without the full weight of the repercussions. And so it's easier to just say, eh, they'll get out of it. And use them and... And, you know, uh, take advantage of them if she can. And I think that especially in the conversation you and I have been having for the last few minutes, I feel like we've seen that Liz has a habit almost of lying to herself Mm -hmm. because she's so hyper focused and she'll believe what she wants to believe. 
And so, oh, well, Aram will get out of it. They'll figure out it was me. It's fine. Aram's fine. Oh, well, you know, wrestler's not in harm's way, but he will be useful, so let's take, you know, let's make use of him. But in this, when she leaned down and she saw the blood and she realized that he got shot because he was connected to her and he was refusing to give her up and she felt, I think in that moment, she felt the weight of of responsibility and the weight of consequence yeah of and, what and, and also following immediately after after se and jacks and skips death and, and jennifer's like I, she, all of this is barreling down yes and what is what i i i know that you're not a fan of red but the I used to be. I used to love Red. Red and this, Wrestler used to switch as my second favorite all the time. It is, it, but it is, it is interesting because what you say about Liz, I see in Red. Red has the burden of knowing that he hurts those he loves by who he is. He even told Liz, I knew them one day in my life will put yours in jeopardy. Oh, I definitely think he's under a burden. I definitely think that he, Red believes he's doing right. I also believe he is highly responsible for a lot of this that's going on. Apparently, he do, he has made the comment before, yes, I guess this is my fault. He's retracted on that and gone back and forth on how much responsibility there is, but he is aware that there is at it, least some responsibility there. Yes, yes. Of of some things, of who he is and the things he has done, but I think that the the difference is that Red is Red is juggling grenades. He's he has on one hand Liz and on one hand Katerina, and the thing is that. If it tells Liz, Liz is impulsive and does not listen. And I suspect she hasn't listened since she was a kid. She's done what she wants to do. Daddy says stay in the closet. She, she, never, she, she never stayed in the closet. And then not only that, but then she takes it upon herself to take a gun and, and shoot and and this that list is the same list as today. If you, I, I'm I'm taking a lot of work examining what Red has said because a lot of saying like, well, Red has lied, Red has withheld information. Yes and no. I I'm trying to put it in a way that people get it. Imagine you are in a situation in which you have, let's say it's a locker room in which you have a team, two teams working against each other, except you don't know who's your team. You get into that room and you're locked with a bunch of strangers and you have information, they have information, you don't know who's in your team and you have to Get as much information as you can without giving as much information and being very careful because you never know 
when somebody who doesn't understand the game that they're playing tells somebody else their wrong information. In this case, Liz went and told Townsend, who was, I mean, it, and this goes back to, to Blonde Cat. Townsend was perfectly happy thinking that he had killed Katerina Rostova, and this was in no danger. But what she does, she goes right, Blonde Cat goes right there and says, nope, I'm alive. And with that, she opens that entire thing, and she just says, I'm alive, knowing or thinking or with the world having the impression that Liz is her daughter. And with that, and she knows that Liz is the daughter of Red, of Reddington and Katerina Rostova. And she's putting this target on Liz. And then Liz goes and does the same thing, but going straight to her enemy, to the enemy, not understanding the situation she took what, what Blonde Cat said, N13, and blundered into the situation without considering any of the consequences or even discreetly investigating. Nothing makes any sense with that story that Blonde she, Cat gave her. She took, and this has been a point of frustration for me. Like I said, huge Liz fan. I'm still on Liz's side. But that doesn't mean I agree with every step she's taken by a long shot. And one of my biggest pain points with her is the idea that she just took Blonde Cat, not even at Blonde Cat's word, but at her assumption of who Blonde Cat was. And hand-fed her that. And then, of course, Blonde Cat's like, of course I'm your mother. You know, I ding, ding, ding. I see ways to manipulate. I am going to make Red suffer. And so you have this, and she just takes everything she says as gospel truth. And I still swear that Marvin Gerard had the most accurate response of, even if this is your mom, this is the woman that abandoned you. Wait five minutes. Red will be dead, and you get everything. Like, what is your problem? And yeah, it just... The fact that she didn't do any, especially after everything that happened with Kirk, especially after the the back and forth with Red, he is he, isn't he? And, I mean, with Tom, with so many people in her life that have not been, as she said, people that turned out not to be who, who she thought they were. With so much of that in her life, why on earth did she just assume Blonde Cat was telling her the truth and has taken everything the woman said as gospel truth and run with it. I go one step further than you. Let's assume that Blonde Cat was actually telling Liz what she thought it was the truth. Let's say that she wasn't even manipulating Liz. Liz hears this following nonsense. And 13, it's a somebody who stole some information packets, correct? And this person is, and then she goes immediately and says, that's a mole. Woman, that's not a mole. I'm only somebody who's placed inside some organization to feed information or whatever to somebody else. And the packets so, were supposed no, to have been stolen from Russia, not yes. from the U.S. So yes. wouldn't that mean that he was a spy for America in Russia yes. if he were stealing that? Like, yes. 
doesn't it add was up. In again, it was acting against Russia. So now then Blomkamp continues this nonsense by saying, well, yeah, they're going, they're, they're, this has been into our, an archive. The information is ciphered. Do you even know what cipher means? The information is ciphered. That means that the information is, is encrypted. And, and Liz just repeats these things. And, and not only that, but they're embedded in, they're taking information from all these countries because the Chinese saying that they do it from them and they do it from Israel and they do it from, from United. It, it, the whole thing makes no sense. How can somebody be in a, a mole inside all those governments? And then they compounded by then Cooper going to the, to the congressman who then feeds him some other nonsense like like this N13 is a mole deep inside the US government or, and they're feeding information and from all that or nonsense. Or at the very least it doesn't add up to Cat to Blonde Cat's story. It may not be nonsense. It may be what they think they no, know no, about N13. It, yeah, it is nonsense. Trust me. I've gone deep in, in this. It's total nonsense. What I, I just hope everybody knows I am picturing Tessa in a back room somewhere with a theory board and a little tin hat <laughs> pointing at it going, you don't understand. I've gone deep in this. <laughs> in this, I've had, I may not use a tin and full hat, but I do tell you, it makes no sense. It's a fun it, message. It's no, it's like, it's. You know what? It's the point where I absolutely take my hat off to the writers of the blacklist and say, you guys are masters of this information. Because what they've done is they play with the point of view of characters. And they give you this, this highly contained point of view. And then another one. And they're all together lo loosely connected by the word N13. And now everybody's saying that red is an enemy of the United States and is, is stealing information. And they don't think if Rakitin was stealing this information, why was this thing in Russian? Uh, hello? Like, Rakitin is called Andrew something and is in the United States and read he speaks English. Is there a reason why the information had not been encrypted in a thumb drive in Russian? I mean, you could say about Rakitin that he was, you know, he, he was a covert operative that had been, yeah, you know. Yeah, for Russia. Yeah. And so, I mean, like that, that part makes sense. Well, I just, I don't think everybody's stories are adding up to something that makes sense as a whole. I think you're absolutely right that we're playing with point of views here and the the left hand doesn't even know the right hand exists, much less that, <laughs> that it's saying something different. Yeah. And so the, by compounding all these things, Liz have now jumped herself, both feet in, putting her entire team, her sister, the task force into the hands of a lunatic because I tell you one thing, if you take one look at Townsend, you say, that guy, I'm not going near that. Well, I mean, let's talk about the, the guy yeah. handling his meds at the beginning of the episode. I feel like that's a fantastic segue into that. Because I, I felt like when the first round through the episode, I was like, that feels very 
like stiff writing, you know, just very monologued. Like this is how I, I view him. I want to make, you know, the, the point is very pointed. It's very on the nose. It felt like what, what you would call stiff writing. It doesn't sound like something would come out of someone's mouth in conversation, but on second and third rewatch, I went, Oh, this guy is terrified. This is rambles. This is no, it's not conversation you'd hear over coffee, you know, voicing concerns. This guy has been holding this in and it just vomited out the word I, vomit of fear. Like I have Don't wake him up because I'm doing his meds. This guy is a tight he's a ticking bomb and he's going to explode and he's gonna get us all killed. And before yep. you know it, you're gonna have a a plastic bag over your head and they're gonna shoot you after you big can kind of suffocate. So what do you think about Van Dyke in his, because uh, I, I feel like after seeing that extreme reaction he has to the doctor or whatever that guy was with, you know, how dare you insult a great man who's just trying to, you know, find Avengers vengeance for his family. He belongs in Reddington's team. Like, I mean, but he never would because he's got an extreme connection to, to Townsend. And I just wonder yeah. what, what brought that about because a lot of people have lost their families yes Townsend's backstory is tragic but it's the exact same one as not the exact exact but it's very very similar to Reddington's Liz lost or her Liz. husband I was gonna say Liz lost her husband like watched him as he was bleeding out saving her life I mean like how many people in this show have lost loved ones and family members if you're on the blacklist, someone you love must have died. I want mm -hmm. to know about poor Aram's family. <laughs> I mean, and he's lost Samar. So, I mean, she's not dead, but still, she, he's lost yeah. somebody. And so, I mean, it's not like, oh, this tragic thing has happened to this man. It has never happened to anybody else in the yeah. history of the, the world. I guess it's kids. Like, seeing your kids die is, is a terrifying thing. But even the story that he got, you know... You know, I'm sorry, but if somebody is trying to 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 not having you talk, killing you is a better idea. And if somebody wants you to prevent from talking, killing one of them of your family or killing or threatening them is a much better alternative than killing them all. It just I mean, felt it felt like to me Van Dyke's reaction, the immediate and violent reaction he had to the medicine man even questioning. You know, having any sort of questions, it's like... It may no. be fear, too. It may, it may be, be fear from Townsend. It's like, is the guy setting me up to see if I'm loyal? Maybe. Yeah. Because, I mean, he was like, it's good. And then Townsend is like, oh, so you didn't... So I was wrong in trusting you. And you know what it is. He's preparing that plastic bag already. That, that's a very good point. It, it could be... It could be that, you know, everybody's afraid they're going to, you know, like yeah. Nazi Germany where the kids were snitching on the parents, you know. Yeah. And it, It's very similar to me uh, or a good contrast to how Red has always surrounded himself yeah. with people who actually tell him the truth. Like, this is wrong. Don't do this. Well, Red is very good about... People on the outside of his inner circle, he controls through fear. And Tom mentioned that in season two where he said, you know, the silence is the tell. They're afraid. But his inner circle, Red's inner circle, is loyalty. The Glens, the Dembays, the, you know. Brimley telling him, yeah, that's yeah. lipstick on a pig. 
Yeah, and these people that have been very close to him that he trusts, those those people he tends to not control through fear, which was one reason that it was such a break with Marvin for him to jump on that. I think that's one reason it was so highlighted in the way he reacted to Marvin. And most people, he doesn't react that way. Even when he thought there was a possibility Dimbe had poisoned him. Now, to be fair, he does he that. He wanted with to know, but he was in, he didn't threaten his family. Yeah. He didn't he didn't do any of those things. It's a very different or, environment that exists with Townsend. And the, the yeah. guy is definitely thoroughly insane. Yeah, oh, I agree. I, and that, I'm agreeing with your contrasts. I, I know that I've always yeah all over the place. It, with it the seems like it seems to me that that I I questioning whether Town I mean Townsend was a criminal. He was running ports. He was running. He was you know they were running drugs. He was paying everybody. He was a criminal, and I think that he has also failed like Liz to have a little bit of responsibility for what happened. You got in bed with the Russian mafia. You were paying people to, you know, KGB to to look the other way about the drugs. Are you that surprised that your family was killed? Well, let, let's take a look at it from a, a psychological viewpoint. It's always easier. And many, many people will go to trying to find blame, even if it's a subconscious attempt, trying to find blame in someone else because it's a whole lot easier than taking the responsibility on yourself. Yep. I, it I, is I, a difficult and you have to reach a level of maturity that heaven knows I don't always reach. I mean, most people don't. Like, I don't know anybody that takes responsibility 100% of the time. But especially in these extreme heightened emotion situations, and this goes for Red as well. I, I have to remember, James Spader has done a number on me with his excellent performance that makes you think that red is omniscient and sometimes even now i have to kind of pull back and go he's still human he's still reacting in a lot of the same ways that humans do even if he's very meticulous in the way he handles things but it is easier in a heightened emotional situation especially with loss to find an enemy an external enemy to focus on because what do you do when it's yourself? Are you going to go jump off a bridge? You know, that it's easier when you're functioning, especially functioning in this world to go find an enemy and kill them. I've thought about, especially after this last episode, what happens? Let's say Townsend wins. Let's look at it from Townsend's point of view for a moment. Get into Townsend's head. It's a terrifying place, but get into Townsend's head and see it from you his point of view. You know, kill Liz in front of Red, shoot Red in the face. You know, everybody's dead that you think is responsible for your family's death. Then what? And then that goes back to Red's comment. I believe it was in season two. He says that revenge is like a disease. Mm-hmm. Ease your mind and poison your soul. And But it, it's interesting because I've been, you know, I've been making comparisons like, Berlin was turned basically as a weapon against Katharina, against against Reddington. He by a rumor, he heard a rumor that Re- that Reddington was responsible and went for it and spent the rest of his life avenging a death that wasn't even a death, 
on a rumor that he heard was Reddington's responsible. Townsend heard that Katerina Rostova was responsible for the archives. And on the basis of that, he developed, he, he spent a fortune trying to kill her. And Liz, in the same way, you know, she got into this, okay, so I saw Tom, and now instead of, and Townsend allied, allowed him, allied himself with the, with the Russian mafia, who actually was the one who killed his family, or apparently was, in order to get revenge on the woman who stole something, because I guess it's less terrifying they're going against the Russian mafia. And Liz, instead of allying herself, was, was willing to shoot Red in order to get Garvey, the guy who had actually stabbed her husband, in order to learn the truth. It's like, you have to put your pain in a quest. Yeah, and and the and and if you have a quest, then that feels that you're you're doing something with that pain. Exactly, exactly. It, other than trying to work through it in a and this is a very vague term for it because it, it's big and broad and a little bit different from everybody, but in a healthy fashion, working through that mourning process. It's a whole lot easier to look outward than it is inward. Mm-hmm. Whole lot easier. It's it's a it's a it's, a it's well, we've said before many times that, and we talked about this for for earlier seasons with the way people were reacting to each other. Anger isn't easy. Anger and and hatred are easier emotions mm-hmm. than hurt and grief and yeah. and mourning. Uh, and that that takes me to to one of the of the interesting things with one guy who who was a total opposite of Van Dyke, who was like in theory was just about loyalty, but maybe it was just about fear too. But uh, Bino was one that as soon as he heard the name Neville Townsend, he just turned coat and it's like, yeah, do where do you want me to deliver Liz Kindler? Trussed up like a like a uh, like a piñata, so you can do whatever <laughs> you want with her. Oh, I you know, I I knew he was a dead man walking as soon as he did that, and as soon as Red walked in, I I actually for the lo- first time in a long while I was able to cheer for Red because mm. I mean, Bino just had it coming. He really did. He he was a Big fish in a little pond that became a little fish in a big pond, and he had no idea how to get away from the sharks. Mm-mm. Well, he he thought he was more afraid of Townsend that he was in red, and he totally miscalculated. I do think it was interesting. One thing that they did with Bino, and like I said, I think he had it coming from the moment he turned, but I think they also used it as a really interesting way to highlight unexpected consequences of withholding the truth. And so I, I understand why Red did it. I'm not neg- I'm not saying he maybe even should have done anything differently, but it highlighted Red withheld the truth, Bino found out the truth, there were consequences. Now there were consequences for Bino's actions as well, including a bullet. <laughs> yeah, and probably life. Townsend was not going to reward him. I don't think he would have. No, Townsend would have killed him and killed him too. I mean, the man was dead either way. But my point is, it he had was one chance to survive, which was to stay the curse with Red. 
and yeah. Hagrid protect him against Town. So I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But I think it was also a way of highlighting that there are consequences for withholding the truth. It may still be. It As of right now, with Bino, it's worked out in Red's favor. Maybe not with Townsend. We don't know until next week. But with Bino, it worked out in Red's favor because he was able to get one over on him. But that doesn't mean it, it could have been a... It, it's still a spotlight on the fact that he withheld information and in a direct response, Bino turncoated. Mm-hmm. And then we have Liz going, yeah, I but, can't take it anymore. Yeah. It, and what is interesting to me about, about those that scene with, with Liz and, and Red is that um, I know that it takes it takes a lot to understand why you know, you really have to look into what Red has said and not not in a way that you go you know by when you watch an episode and you're emotionally involved in the episode and the whole thing it's hard to get it. When you go back and you read the list of things that Red has said to Liz, you start thinking, you know what? He hasn't really withheld that much information. He is just careful, uh, surgical about the things that he says and the things that he with, withhelds at any point. But I ask the, the big question that Liz has been asking since day one is, why me? He won't answer that, except for because, because of your father. Because of your father. And that, but that's it. She, he won't say who her. Well, I mean, she knows now. It's Ray, theoretically it's okay. Raymond Reddington. But he will not. He knows what she's asking. He's not an idiot yes. by far. He knows exactly well, what she's asking. Okay. And I understand that there are there. I certainly hope there are other reasons why mm-hmm. he's kept it. But there are still consequences for okay. withholding the truth. Okay, this is Okay. All right. Um one thing that I think we can I mean, I don't see any other way around this. But with Townsend learning that from from Stepanoff, what Red says about what Townsend's point of view in wanting to do that at to Cooper. And what Red said to Liz all to me come to there is no other way on earth that Red is anything else by a parent to Liz. Townsend wanted to kill Liz so that Red would understand the suffering that he had. And that only translated if if he believes Liz is Red's daughter. It's the only way that that works. It just doesn't work any other way. Um, whether you want to believe in his mother, which I don't, or want to believe that Red is her father, which is what I think. But it's him saying, like, it, it, I think that he, what he told Cooper is the most absolute um, 
honest thing that he said, from the day I arrived, my intent has been to keep Elizabeth safe. To do that, I had to keep certain things about my life hidden. And he said, because he knows his focus has shifted from me and into her. So, and then he tells her, like, I tried to tell you that this is what would happen. Everything that I've been afraid of, everything I came into your life to prevent is happening. Secrets I've been keeping in because to tell them would mean dangerous people like Townsend would stop at nothing to kill you. And when you go back, it's like, has he really not tell Liz the truth? And to answer that, you have to you have to look at one thing, which is a enormous shift in perspective. You remember Happy Liz in 3A, right? She was on the run, but she was a happy one. I mean, she was allowing him to finish his stories. Um, you know, she was like all happy and playful. And yeah, well, a moment she, she was, a, he had a little bit of fear, but she, she wasn't doubting him. She wasn't angry at him. She was a happy one. When he was all like crazy because she was blonde and he was like, that, she was just looking at him and having a lot of fun. Like, oh, this is fun. So I look like my mom and you're suddenly tongue tied. And that's very much Liz in 5A. A happy Liz, you know, it may be that this, the, the devil is her father, but she found her father. And, you know, he... She told him, I don't want to run from you. You know, it's there's anger and fear and this is all together. Yeah, correct? I, I would definitely say that the 3A road trip, extended road trip that was there being on the run and uh, 501, where they do take a road trip. Very mm -hmm. similar vibes there. Yeah. Very. So let's assume for one moment that... What Liz remember in 222 is not what we think she remembered. That when she says, I know why my father died because I shot him. She's not saying, I remember everything. I killed my father. She's saying, my father, as a father, had to die because I shot that guy. And she remember in 2.22 that Red is her father. She's happy, Liz, the same that she was in happy, Liz, in 5A. She comes out of, wait, 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 wait. She comes out of the run, okay? She's, she goes to, the, po to the, uh, the, the post office. She takes a gun away. Uh, and she gets, and that's a moment that, that's the last possible moment that Krylov could have worked on her in 2015 because that's at the very end of 2015. Let's assume that what Kate did is realize, oh, Liz believed that Reddington is her father. It's, he's not her father. Katarina told me that she doesn't know who the father is. It's not Reddington. Reddington had never said he's her father. She's always saying, like, you have to step away from her. You cannot come into her life. You're a, a threat to her family. Like, Red is not her family. And she says, this is a very dangerous situation for Liz. I got to take this away from her because it's not true. And it's going to get her into even more danger. 
by accepting Reddington instead of walking away from him. Takes away that memory from, from her. And come to Krylov and Red is like, you should know that, that he manipulates memories because you thought that you had killed your father. I mean, you should know that, right? Because you were talking about me. So all those conversations in which we think he's letting her think that he killed her father, in his mind, he's talking about it's a figurative death. I, you know, where the things that happen, I couldn't be your father anymore. And you have to be taken away from your mom and your father and put away for safety to protect you. And she's like, I can't, I don't know. Then Red is like, what's going on? So once they realize that she's been taken to Krylov, she probably starts thinking, what the heck happened here? Until she comes in 422 with a little paternity test and says, oh, you didn't tell me I'm my father. And he's like, oh, I see. So all you remember is now unremembered and now you don't know who I am. Oh, boy. That's what Kate did. Good Katie. And now she's got that, that thing. So he's getting into all these things. And that's the road not taken. At some point, he says, how many times can I tell this the same thing? And then he probably starts thinking, you know what? Maybe this is for the best. Maybe this way she's more protected because she doesn't know the truth. And once she starts going into this crazy stuff with the bones and Tommy's kill, and she starts with that obsession with finding the bones, pretty thinking, I don't know, but this is sticking to me like we're not doing well. The road not taken is letting her know who he was again. So what happened then, Jennifer, which I think has to be Jennifer, comes and gives her a report saying, oh, Red is not, is not Reddington. It's not our father. So and it's, it takes only to rasp it when he realized, oh, wait a minute. She doesn't even know when after rasp it, and she goes to Liz and says, well, I know you're Ilya and you did all this. He goes to Dom and realizes, wait a minute. She doesn't, she, that's when he can forgive her for uh, betraying him and sending him into prison because she wasn't betraying her father. She was, be, she was betraying this stranger who had, you know, taken the name of her father and dragged it through mud. She had no idea it was her mother. And now it, it, it happens again, the, come the mother, and it says, oh, I'm your mother. So if you look at those things like this, what Red is, it's like, this mind is so messed up that trusting her, telling her things is difficult. Because I have a feeling that Kate was working on that kid since she was a baby. So if you look at it that way, everything that Red is doing, kind of like, I've been trying to tell you, kiddo, but I mean, I told you that woman wasn't your mother. I told you that I killed Sam because he was sick. I, I've been telling you that this, this things and, you know, you never ask the right question. So it's, if you look at it that way, what, he really was trying to keep her safe and telling her, maybe he did tell her, I'm your father. 
but the until he realizes in in when she tells him you know but i know that you're not reddington that you're Ilya. that's when he the light bulb went off like oh boy you're very quiet <laughs> it's i I'm still like I, I've kind of moved back onto the fence because I feel like there are some very, very strong clues that Kate screwed with her head. Yeah. And yet I feel like they throw them in there and then just forget about them for weeks on end. And mm-hmm. clearly they're not forgetting about them, but it's it doesn't make a lot of sense um it it, again i go back to the majors what i always go back to that Mm. it didn't make a lot of sense in season two it drove me crazy and it may just be one of those situations in which it's one of those pacing things that's done it doesn't pan out the way that it was intended to yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's a difference between, you know, a long-standing series. But, you know, if if you think in terms of uh, of uh, taking the accordion and putting it all the way out, you know, that's the way it kind of feels. But, I, I mean, that, that those two conversations that he had with Cooper and the, the one... The, the one he has with Liz, there is very little that you can say that, you know, it is, it, it's exactly what happened. Liz went meddling. She told her to, to, I told you this is what happened when you, even saying the name Katerina Rostova brings these people to do these things. Um, I told you that it was, it was to leave it alone. I, I told you the bones were none of your business. I, you know, there is there is point in which Red made huge mistakes, and I always point to not trusting Tom. That was a pivotal point for Red. Tom had the bones, and he asked for honesty, and that was a that was a point where things went wrong. He did two things wrong when he gave her the. I you know I knew your mother as Katerina Rostova. He called her later. And she didn't pick up and he didn't insist. And the second point is when he could have told Tom who the bones were and trusted because it was family. Yeah, even at the end, even at the end, he was still so hung up on this idea of betrayal as he saw it. And and Tom even made the comment in 508, he said, are you ever going to let that go? And because clearly Tom's motives were not negative motives. He loved Liz and that's why he, he mm-hmm. went the path he went. And Red's like, you didn't listen to me. You betrayed me. And so they, they just had such starkly different points of view on that. But at that point, and I felt like in season three, when he handed Tom the gun at the wedding as the shootouts happening and Mm -hmm. everything, I felt like that was the moment where it shifted a little bit. And Mm -hmm. maybe it shifted back after he found out that Tom was involved with, you know, 
whiskey helping <laughs> helping Liz run away. <laughs> uh, but they just. I agree with you. I think he he was just not not telling things that he felt that were his. And I have a feeling that those bones were something he was ashamed of. And I always saw that's a fail ruse that Dom was saying, like, you know, because of that, you just that 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 uh, directive was created and that he doesn't just want to tell this about it because it doesn't feel I have a feeling that that's a point where Katerina could not ever come back to his her daughter. It wasn't. It wasn't what he well, has done before. It was in 1995 when that thing failed. That would be interesting because Liz made the comment back in season two that there were some things you couldn't come back from when when she found when the the old Russian dude gave her the the mm-hmm. photo of herself and said that found her uh, found the photo in what he believed was Katerina Rostova's. Mm-hmm. Uh, hotel room she said some things are I, I can't forgive you for are unforgivable and that would be interesting if those bones signify that and so in his mind he's trying to keep that I mean we certainly saw Tom pull that stunt before of trying to find a way to <laughs> have the cake and eat it too mm-hmm. of of sidestepping the fight um, that might end all fights yep like this box isn't mine. What? <laughs> yeah. Know? And it worked. But it, it's like that. I always felt that that the, the fact that he wanted to keep those bones from Liz and, and you think about it, he didn't give two hoots that Jennifer had them. It was like, do you have them? I just want them back. Or did you give it to your mom? He didn't care that, that Jennifer had read the report. It was Liz. He was afraid then Liz will not forgive him. And that's what Demba says. Liz may never be ready to learn what you did to Katerina. And and that's that forgiving. Whatever he did, those bones may be the reason why Katerina had to stay away. Maybe going away, you know, was only for a short period of time to let things cool. And maybe Red messed up that with that fell rouge. And from that, Dom felt that the only way to keep Liz safe was to blow a blonde cat. Although I have a feeling that his his things about blonde cat were more personal than that. And I actually have got a little bit of a theory going, which is that the woman then he got out of Russia, it's actually blonde cat that they are twins. And some of those scenes in Rasvid are actually Blancat. Blancat is the one who goes him to him in Russia. He's the one that he takes out of Russia. Um, and there was, you know, that betrayal. I mean, I think that both Blancat and Katerina betrayed Dom in a way, but it was Blancat that did these things that basically took his entire work and and made it, you know, made him have to hide and lose his entire family. So it's there's something in all this that is a part of Red just being very, very, in a way, afraid of losing Liz in the fallout. She has a temper. She does. <laughs> She's been known to shoot people before. <laughs> just ask Tom. Um. Or keeping prisoners or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, maybe Red is seeing the little ship where Tom was kept. And it's like, 
Well, boy, that could be me. No, thank you. <laughs> Try to avoid that one at all costs. All right. Did you have anything else in there? No. Nope. Oh. Oh, um, just super side note here. Um, there was a very interesting shot, and sometimes the directors take very, like, I'm sure there's a reason in their mind for the shots that they take, but mm-hmm. I'm going, why? Um, when Aram and Park were were uh, at the scene where the, the SUV had crashed into the, mm-hmm. the um, bridge and all of that, we see someone covered with a white sheet. My guess would be the man that Liz shot in the head to protect Wrestler. Mm-hmm. But because of the way it was focused on, for several very long moments, I was slightly terrified that Russ had actually been killed and that Liz was having one of her mental breaks where she was hallucinating him with her so that she would keep going. Oh, that's and, interesting. I thought that for sure there was wrestler as well first. Yeah, like, I mean, because they focused on it. It wasn't just a body that was there. They panned, I think uh, they, they had it in the shot with a with Arama and Park, and they left and they stayed on the body. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, I mean, because I, I thought it was almost a Kate May sort of situation in which mm-hmm. while things were happening... And the conversations were being had that really it was Liz talking to other people and just imagining this is what's what's going on if Wrestler were here. And or talking, or just running way. alone and thinking that she's carrying Wrestler with her. Exactly. It, it wasn't until he called Red. Uh, well, even calling Red, I, I thought, eh, it could have been Liz. And that's just the way her brain was like she knew that they had to call red or that she had to call red, but that was the way her brain was making it. Okay. Well, wrestler did it. It wasn't until I think it was a ramen part. There was somebody outside of it. Oh no, no. It was, um, I think it was red and Bay were talking about wrestler as in acknowledging that they had spoken to yeah, her. If they're still alive. Uh, yeah. Well, alive. but like, you had outside sources that weren't currently right there with Liz acknowledging that they had either spoken or seen wrestler. Mm. But for several long moments, I was like, they have killed wrestler and they're not going to reveal it to the end of the episode. Are they? Mm. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, he's, I mean, I wonder about, about how extensive his injuries will be and whether he was deprived of oxygen, for example, yeah. or something like that. And because they didn't have really facilities there. They didn't. And it was a very pointed comment that the, the surgeon made about that they she wasn't sure if they were going to be able to save the lung. And I just remember back in season one, um, the Johns talked about when Wrestler was shot then, that they had considered amputating his leg. Um, but they, I think the issue was they just decided that was going to be too difficult, difficult for continuity to keep it going, to have him as, as an action hero, you know, running and jumping and doing everything to be able to keep up with that. So they chose not to, I wonder if they're circling back around either to that, you know, uh, having some sort of, of hindrance towards being in the job or if they're going to bring back the painkillers or something like that. I feel like it's leading into something with him. 
Well, maybe it is, you know, that I wonder if they're going to make him, you know, assistant director, because it feels like Cooper is going to move on. I don't know if if he's going to become Senator Cooper or he's going to really go for a run, a presidential run. Uh, but it feels like they may be like looking for who's going to be his replacement. Is assistant director Mostabai or is assistant director well, Wrestler? I, I don't think Wrestler would actively choose to go back because he made the comment after season three. He's like, this yeah. is not my thing. But if he is benched because of health issues, that could be a place where he's like, okay, well, you can medically retire or you can take a desk job. Yeah. And he chooses the desk job. It's a possibility. Or they, they're considering taking him off the FBI because if they're considering pairing him with, with Liz, he definitely cannot be an FBI. Well, that's agent. why I said medical retirement. Yeah. 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 He can be. I mean, she's a full-fledged criminal now. Oh, yeah. She's, I, she, she made the comment that she won't be back on the task force. And she, she doesn't necessarily need to be um, at this point. Like, she, she's kind of past that point of no return. I just hope we don't see a situation in which she becomes the next Reddington. I just... I, just I know you want going that. I know you want that. I feel like... I don't I, feel that I, I... It's not that I want it. It's just that I, what I see going. I yeah, see Agnes I, as the last survivor. I, I cringe at that because I go, what's the point? Um, but that's... that. We'll find that out in the end. I, I do well, think that they... NBC and Sony seem to be in this for... The long haul till the end. I certainly. They're even talking about not having to even finish in season nine, but keep going. Oh, there's not enough story for it. Mm-mm. I don't. I. I. You know. I. I have loved the blacklist, but they just don't have the story for it. Something with this type of deep mythology isn't something like law. You got an end. Or in CIS that you can just keep going forever. You could if you resolve that and then you turn yeah, it into something but, else. But that's, that's what I'm saying is that the way they set the mystery up, they're like, okay, the end is finding out who Reddington is. They apparently are four square against allowing another door to open into a new – they could find one if they mm-hmm. really wanted to. They could adjust what they're doing, but apparently they don't want to, so they're just – jamming a square peg into a round hole as hard as they can. Yeah, I don't think it can it can do anything. Um that scene between Red and Liz was I mean that those are very beautiful monologues uh and conversation that Red had with Cooper and then with Liz. Yeah. I mean that's that's when the fog started it started it felt like when Liz suddenly started like, oh okay, I want to keep the baby. Um, and when she lowered the gun, you know, she couldn't kill him in cold blood. It's like it's like her fighting against whatever Kate did in her mind. It, if that turns out to be the case, that Kate screwed with her head, I need them to resolve that by the end of the season. That should not go into next season. We need to know. Yeah, well, they need to. And she needs to remember something. Um, yeah. It's they I, I saw on the previews for next week they said Red says I'm gonna tell her everything. I don't buy that for an instant. I've been I, I think that much. he will tell her something, but I don't think that he will ever I it, don't it's even also know possible that. that he could tell her and the audience doesn't know. God. I mean I guess it's better than nothing, but still 
I mean, they get. I mean, those they have to bring some of it back. They at least gotta tell us who Blancat was to the yes, mythology. Absolutely. I, I want you know Druthers for the end of the episode, end of the season, Blancat to be resolved. Um, that's, I, would I mean, that's good enough for me. That so long Blonde as we resolve that. Um, and and if Kate screwed with her head, I need that resolved yes. by the end of the season. All right. Um, do you have anything else? Nope. That's all I got. Okay. Well, you guys can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. You can talk to us on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, and. Tessa is on Reddit. And we are back next week. I was incorrect last week. Um, so we are back. So we will you will hear from us next week. Until next week. All right. Bye-bye.